0: What it do, baby? Yeah, let's get it. It's Sunday, so you know what time it is. It's time for a little pregame edition of Time to Jets right here on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you happen to be listening to us right now. You know what it is. Hit it up with that subscription, with that five-star review, and you know who I am. Not, not much of an introduction needed over here, but I will do it anyway. I'm your boy, Big Zoo, a.k.a. Ed zoomin'. You can always follow me on that Twitter machine, at ZooBeard77. Let me know how you're feeling heading into a humongous, humongous home opener versus the New England Patriots. And baby, it is finally here. The first New York Jets home game with fans in the stands since 2019, oof, 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 and the first one of the Robert Sala era as well. So let's get it. This is this is a hype day. I am excited. I am ready to go. Ready to go. And I, I think I might be a little crazy, but and hey, that's a good thing in all of us. We all need a little bit of crazy. But I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little. Uh, little out there right now because I think I might be the only person, one of the only people who has a seriously and genuine positive outlook on this game today versus the Pats. Now, I don't want to give away any predictions or anything or, you know, what way I'm leaning in terms of a winner for today, but let's just say I am feeling, I am feeling pretty good. Pretty good on what the Jets have going on. With that being said, let's dive into what the Jets have going on today because there is still a lot of things that need to get done in order for this team to improve on what they did last week and continue that second half momentum, which I think we're all hoping for because we all want to believe that this team is more like that second half team and not like the team that played in the first half versus Carolina. So today is going to be a big step in seeing what the jets got and if they got very much anything for Robert Saleh in this first year. And you look at last week, there was a lot of disappointing a lot of disappointing performances, but one that kind of has gone I don't want to say under the radar because people definitely took notice of it. But when you look at the offensive line and you look at the secondary and you and you just dissect Zach Wilson's performance as it was as well. Elijah Moore having four targets, one catch, and only getting negative three yards, only getting. I mean, he lost three yards, so I really shouldn't be saying getting much of anything. But Elijah Moore, him having such a rough day in his first game, I don't think that's something that is representative of him as a player. I mean... He had a, I don't want to say a really brutal drop, but a tough drop on a bomb from Zach Wilson. About 40-plus yards. It would have set the Jets up at about the 25-yard line early on in the game. And, you know, good coverage by Jeremy Chin. But still, that's a tough drop. And it's the first game on the road. Got some jitters. Hopefully, you shake that out. I mean... We're talking about a kid who, this was his first, this is his first year in the league. He's a rookie. This was his first training camp. He had a quad injury, didn't really get a ton of time to work with Zach. So, I mean, you got to give him a little a little bit of time to acclimate himself. And unfortunately, we're going to see the warts like we did in week one, where he's still figuring it out. Zach is still figuring it out with him as well. I mean... You talk about a rookie receiver with a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach and a rookie OC. I mean, there's a lot of growing pains that are going to happen there, especially as they figure out how they want to use Elijah Moore and how he can be used in the system. And when you have an injury in the preseason, unfortunately that takes away from any of the reps that you can get there so that you can kind of sort through these things. So you got to see it now. And last week, I think, was a good learning experience for everybody involved. I mean, nobody has lost confidence in Elijah Moore from what I've seen. I mean, Matt LaFleur came out and said he's a guy that we have so much confidence in that I truly believe is going to have a big year. That's coming from the offensive coordinator. Now, Robert Sala, on the other hand, came out. And he said he's done nothing but prove everybody right in terms of how good he is and how special he is as an individual and his preparation and the way he plays. So, I mean, you look at Robert Salah, who's a guy who just a few days ago was coming out and talking about how unprepared and not committed it seemed Denzel Mims was, at least from his view. To have him come out and say this about Elijah Moore... That is that's pretty promising to me. It means that the kid is showing a lot, and that he's not. His mistakes aren't a lack of trying. They're not a lack of understanding of the system. They're more of okay. You need to you need to just get reps. You need to get comfortable. You need to get Zach to trust you a little bit. It's really mostly what his issues were in week one. Plus, going up against a good Panthers defense. I mean, I think Carolina is going to have one of the better defenses in the league come the end of the season. I mean, it's not going to be elite. It won't be like top five. But they're young, and they're getting very good. So that was a little bit of a test for this team last week, even if they didn't know it going in, even if it wasn't expected. That was a little bit of a test, and I mean, you get through it. You do what you do. You have the better second half. You hope that's what you're building off of here. And for Elijah Moore, you got to just build off of it can't be any worse. That You can't have a worse game, I mean, in terms of production. You can't do any less. So come out and play with the house money. And I think based on the comments that you heard from Matt LaFleur, I think this this week has potential to be a breakout week for Elijah Moore. I mean, couple the comments of Matt LaFleur with the fact that you got Stephon Gilmore lining up on the other side. You got the McCourties on the other side. They're going to be paying a lot, a lot of attention to Corey Davis and I Jamison Crowder as well they'll probably let Elijah Moore you know play a little bit more within his game and get the open opportunities they'll probably let Elijah Moore beat them for a little bit so if Zach Wilson is able to take advantage of that then I think you're going to see Elijah Moore have a huge huge game versus the Pats and much needed much needed because I I'm not sure how much you're going to be able to get out of Corey Davis when he's going to be the focal point of the secondary for the Patriots. I mean, that poor guy is going to have people all over him. And, I mean, whoever's not going to be guarding Corey Davis, I have a feeling is going to be taken off and trying to get Zach Wilson on his ass because you saw saw how that offensive line played last week. Don't think that Bill Belichick didn't see how they played. Don't think that defensive front – for the Pats didn't see how that offensive line played. And knowing that Makai Becton is out, I think that they might be uh, smelling some blood over there in New England. And, you know, they're not going to have Kyle Van Noy this week, which is a big hit for that defense. But you still look at the guys they have rushing. They got Judon over there, Chase Winovich, Lawrence Guy. I mean, these are, these are all NFL caliber, you know, high caliber pass rushers that the Pats are putting out there. And you got George Fanko and I left tackle. You got Morgan Moses on the bookend and you really got to, you really got to look at that and just hope that these guys are able to, to set that tone on the outside, because without them, it's going to be a long, long day for Zach Wilson. And I think you should expect to see tight ends coming in to help those tackles because, Personally, I don't believe that either Morgan Moses or George Fann are going to be able to hold their own against this defensive front or just against this defense for four quarters. So expect to see a lot of tight end blocking packages. Hopefully not too much, though. I mean, you have to find that sweet spot if you're at a Jets because you need to make sure... That you're getting the help for the guys on the outside that you need. But you cannot, and I stress, you cannot take away options or limit Zach Wilson's options when it comes to the passing game. So if you have a situation where George Fant and Morgan Moses need so much help, or either one of them needs so much help that they're taking away a tight end from going out and running routes then there are going to be issues. I mean, that's not helping out Zach Wilson. That's not really doing much of anything because you're still in a situation where you're getting beat on the line. And now you're not only getting beat on the line, but you're having Ryan Griffin or Wesco come in and have to stay there and block. That's not good. That's not how you wanna that's not how you wanna play this. That's exactly what the Pats want you to do in this situation without Mikai Becton, who unfortunately will be out officially four to eight weeks, maybe longer. He's going to have the surgery. God bless him. Hopefully it's a quick return. Hopefully he's able to come back better than ever because going out the way he did, the game that he was having after the preseason that he had filled with rumors and turmoil and question marks all over the place. I really hope Makai is able to come back out of this ready to go, feeling real good about himself, and hopefully, hopefully ready to make an impact over a left tackle. But until then, there's going to be a big, big, big target on this team and this offensive line because people are not going to until they see it believe that any of these guys on the Jets front are going to be able to block anybody that they have so you need to expect pressure coming hot and heavy today i wouldn't be shocked if you saw you know Dante Hightower at linebacker get a bunch of blitzes kind of take over that Kyle Van Noy role and potentially i mean you got Dante Hightower. The guy is a star. So you got to keep an eye on him. You can't let him be a game wrecker. And this offensive line really needs to be a lot better. You need to see a step forward from Vera Tucker today. You need to see Van Rotten get better. Connor McGovern, I don't think he can be any worse than he was last week. But, I mean, he's going to go out there and try. So <laughs> hopefully when he tries, he succeeds. And he's able to have a better game because he's going to be the he's going to be the linchpin for this offensive line. And you know how I feel the offensive line and the line in general for offense and defense is what wins and loses the game. I mean, we all know the creed. Maybe we maybe we all don't know the creed. So maybe I should say it out loud. But we work the hardest. We're known the least. But we're the reason why. It's what they say on the offensive line. You got to give the credit when the credit is due. But right now, they're the reason why that team looked so bad last week. And hopefully, hopefully they're not going to do that to us again this week. Because if they if they come out in the first half just like that, it's going to be boo birds. Boo birds from a crowd that hasn't been in MetLife in almost you know, two years. It's not going to be pretty. That's not what you want today. So there's offensive line. It's starting with them. And I mean, while we're talking about the offensive line being a big piece of, obviously, the protection of the quarterback, there's also, you know, a quarterback's job to protect himself. And last week, there were definitely some questions on how how long it was taking Zach to get the ball out sometimes. And, I mean, you don't want a quarterback just throwing the ball to a spot and not knowing if anybody's going to be there, not looking at the coverage, not really paying attention. But Zach Wilson needs to be quicker getting the ball out this week. I mean, that's going to be one of the biggest X factors of this game. If Zach Wilson is not able to, you know, get the ball out quick against his Patriots defense, he's gonna get sacked a lot because the coverage that they're gonna be playing is probably going to be elite level coverage. You got guys in this secondary like Jalen Mills, the McCorties, who I've mentioned already, Gilly Lock. I mean, there's there's some ballers out there. You're not gonna get much time. So you get that ball out quick. You're taking pressure off of that offensive line to have to block for three, four, five seconds, which is a humongous task to be asked right now. So anything you can do to get it out, I think that's going to be absolutely key for this game and in general going forward for his season and career. But today, I mean, this is going to be the first time it's going to be put to the test big time. And it's uh I guess it would be good to say that Jamison Crowder is back in the lineup for the Jets. And I think his addition is going to be one that's, I mean, big time welcomed by the coaching staff, big time welcomed by Zach Wilson, because Jameson Crowder is just a pro's pro as a slot receiver, as an outside receiver, the guy just knows how to get himself open quickly run a nice short route, find spots in the defense, and just be that guy that a quarterback can look over, get the ball to, and know that, hey, you know, there might not be too much going on, and I can't just heave it up to him, but this guy is reliable, you know? Get him the ball, he'll make the catch, maybe do a little something with it, but, you know, He's going to catch the ball, which is the most important thing. And he's going to get himself open and make sure that he's there for you when you need him. I love the way Crowder played with Darnold. I think he's going to be able to be that same player for Zach Wilson, where it's just reliability. And that's that's the number one rule. That's the that's the name of the game when it comes to a quarterback and a receiver's relationship in the NFL. It's trust. When you see a good guy can just catch the ball and hey, maybe he's not busting it for 50 yards down the field and a touchdown every time. But just the fact that you have someone who isn't dropping the ball consistently is going to help you out. And like I said earlier, the other thing that does is it takes away coverage from Elijah Moore. We'll see with Elijah. I think I already said it. He's going to have a huge game, and I think Jameson Crowder, big part of that, big part of that. Pats are not going to want to let him, you know, beat them for sure. So you got to keep an eye out there. The receivers for the Jets today are going to be a big, big part of this uh, win or loss because their ability to get open quickly off the ball, off the snap is going to be put to the test and they're going to need to be on their game enough about the offense though let's get to my favorite part of the team and that's defense and it's not because i like the players better it's just because i'm a defensive guy i i just like watching defense better that's my that's my thing not taking anything away from the offense or just offense in general but i'm just a defensive guy it's just in my blood it's what it is But talking about this defense, this is going to be one of those games for Robert Sala where, I mean, he's not a play caller. He's not the D.C., but this is going to be one of those games where you need to set the tone for this program, just like the Carolina game was. And the second half was the tone setter there. This needs to be a full-game effort in front of the home crowd. You're going up against the Pats at home for the first time in God knows how long with a rookie quarterback starting. This is a game Robert Sala and his defense led by DC, Jeff Ulbrich. Ulbrich. They need to step up and they need to say, we are going against a rookie quarterback today, guys. Get your ears perked up defensive line and get after him. Secondary, keep your heads on a swivel because we're going to have the ball just coming out of his hand, and he isn't going to know where it's going. That's where you need to be today. You need to be what this Patriots defense has been to every Jets rookie quarterback over the past 20 years to every rookie quarterback across football because Robert Sala, just like Rex Ryan, was the guy, is a defensive guy. This is a defensive team under him. Ulbrich is tasked with eliminating explosive plays, and I think that's not going to be as on display today as it will be in other games but today, you have to be the explosive players. This defense needs to make the explosive plays. This Pats offense is not the same. I know a lot of people watched what Mac Jones and them did last week. I mean, Mac Jones had a heck of a game: twenty-nine to thirty-nine, two eighty-one touchdown, and two eighty-one that's yards, by the way. Just in case I wasn't clear. That's a pretty good debut. I mean, if Zach Wilson had that debut, we would be talking a lot differently or we would be speaking a lot differently about Zach Wilson. Mac Jones, on the other hand, has that debut. Now everybody's talking about the Pats being Tom Brady's Patriots again. I mean, we need to pump the brakes real quick, people. This is not, this is not, not, not nowhere near the Tom Brady Patriots. Not yet. I mean, listen, Mac Jones has talent. The kid is definitely a good fit for this system. And I think he's going to develop real well up there in New England, unfortunately, for us Jet fans. But this isn't the Patriots. The fact that people are looking at this team and I mean, just thinking they're going to come in here and steamroll steamroll this defense. it, it It's kind of mind-blowing to me and and it, it I'm wondering if it says more about me for thinking that this defense is as good as I think they are. I mean, Sheesh. Mac Jones is getting love like he's like he's literally Tom Brady coming in here. He's not. This I really hope, I really hope that Jeff Ulbrick and Robert Sala are sitting around licking their chops and just telling that front, telling that defensive front, get those ears perked up, guys. This is a game. This is a game for you to make some money. Let's go make this chicken. And maybe you inspire a young defensive line to come a little bit of age in a rivalry game at home. I mean, I haven't even mentioned this. But Trent Brown, starting left tackle for the Pats, not playing. Not playing today. I mean, I don't know what else I need to say. I don't don't need to say anything. There's nothing more needed to be said. This is an opportunity. Not many come around to set a standard for a program for what you're trying to build. This defensive line needs to go out today and they need to ball because they have an opportunity to. with everything, everything considered. This D line has a chance to let everybody know that we here. We here, we ready to make plays. We're the Jets. and we're that Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrick defense ready to roll. Let's get it. And if that defensive line is able to play good, it takes that pressure off of the secondary. It takes that pressure off of the safety position where you're trying to fill a spot vacated by Lamarcus Joyner, who unfortunately tore his tricep last week, going to be done for the season. You got Sheldrick, Redwine, Adrian Colbert, Gerard Wilson, I mean, they're all vets. They're all guys who have played in the league, understand what it takes. I mean, but these aren't guys that are first-team players. So anything that you can get to help them ease into the rest of this season and find out who might be that guy or, I mean, sheesh. Even if you're just figuring out who can play in certain situations and figure out the rotation – that that's a good start for today but this this secondary is going to need some help you got i mean you're not going up against a scary wide receiver core but when you look at that tight end situation new england has it starts to look like okay that could be a that could be an issue and the safety spot vacated by joiner's injury is definitely one that is going to show up a lot throughout the course of the game i feel like and the one way the Jets are going to be able to counter that is with linebacker coverage. And it just happens to be they brought in a guy who isn't too bad on coverage. I mean, we went over it the other day. Six pass deflections, two picks last year, one of his best years of his season. Oh my gosh. One of the best seasons of his career. <laughs> Excuse me. And I know this is a podcast, I could just edit that out, but we'll leave in the mistakes that are, <laughs> that are that bad because you got you guys deserve to hear them. And the man I'm speaking of is, of course, B.J. Goodson. Um, the guy's a baller. We'll have to see how quickly he adjusts to picking up the new system, to what Robert Sala wants him to do, to what Ulbricht wants him to do in this system. But I think B.J. Goodson, you can expect to see a nice healthy dosage of him today and probably covering on Junu Smith and Hunter Henry, because those two guys, they are going to be humongous pieces of this offense today for the Patriots. If you're able to limit at least one of them, then I think this is going to be a much easier task that you're putting on the secondary. If you can have a linebacker eliminate one of, one of Hunter Henry or Janu Smith, or at least limit them. It, it helps out a lot. It's gonna help out a lot. It's gonna make things easier for this defense. And what it also will do is force Mac Jones to have to throw the ball to the outsides a lot more, to Nelson Aguilar, to Kendrick Bourne, James White out of the backfield. I mean you do that i think you might start to see mac jones make a make a few errors here maybe get a little pressure and if that d-line can do their job i mean this is a game where you might see the jets actually get a turnover or two and it has felt like so long so long that we have been able to say that going into a game And I think we should. I think we should feel that way. We should be confident. This is a good defense. They're having a nice challenge today because it's a different type of offense. But I think they're going to be able to come through. You got to though. You have to limit this tight end production. That's the number one goal for the defense today. Limit tight end production. Get after the quarterback. Not much else to say there. Real simple for that defensive game plan. Maybe not the game plan, but the objective for today. For the and I just like saying that. Ulbrick. It's my guy. Uh, I'm into it now. I love the last name. It's a, you got to have a good last name, in my opinion, in order to be a DC or a coach. And Ulbricht, that that's a, that's a solid one right there. Especially when you got Rob Salah running the show. It's going to be fun to watch. I I mean, what this comes down to and where my faith is, is with this coaching staff. And you got to hope that they are able to make adjustments quicker than they did last week. I mean, to lose an entire half, I mean, and play as bad as they did in that half because you're not able to make or implement those adjustments That's not going to fly for an entire season. It's a first game. You get to work those kinks out. The way they played in the second half gave you the hope that, okay, if they can just find a way to implement these changes a little earlier, then maybe, maybe this team can be more like this second half. But it's, it's on this coaching staff. It's their job to put these guys in the right spot because the talent level there, it's not, I mean, this isn't the number one talented team in the league. They, this is a coaching staff that has to work with what they got, and the belief that this team can do something or look good or win the seven games that I think they can win is because of Robert Sala, Matt LaFleur, and Ulbrick. in addition to you know the rest of the coaching staff as well. There's a lot there. There's a lot that needs to be done. Today's an opportunity for them to prove themselves, just like we're saying the offensive line can prove themselves. Defensive line can make a statement. And, you know, maybe somebody takes over that safety spot as well today, too. It's going to be one of those games. First time in front of fans in a while. So, without further ado, I would like to get quickly, quickly, to my predictions for the game today. First off, Who are we watching? Let's start on the offensive side. It's going to be a lineman, and it's going to be Conor McGovern, because when you're the center, it starts with you. And last week, Conor McGovern played absolutely abysmal. Couldn't get much worse, and you saw what happened with the offensive line. Now, that's not all Conor McGovern's fault. That's the fault of four other offensive linemen for not doing great either. But him at the center position, he needs to be the leader and a rock for this line without Makai Becton. And it, he needs to be a leader and a rock for Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson's getting the ball. He's looking straight ahead of him. It's the first thing he sees is this guy blowing past Connor McGovern. Or Conor McGovern getting his ass whooped every time. And that's why he's running out of the pocket. Zach Wilson needs time. The running game needs time. They need to be able to get past the line of scrimmage. That starts with the interior line and the center. Connor McGovern is the number one guy to watch on offense today for the New York Jets because if he isn't able to do the job the same way he wasn't able to do the job last week, he needs to you need to start thinking about alternatives at center. Big game for Connor McGovern. Can't stress it enough defensive player to watch this is a guy who tore it up last week i mean i couldn't have imagined a better game for him that's why i need to watch him again this week just to see where his level is what he's doing because if he's able to replicate the type of performance he had versus carolina then we can really start getting on the hype train for john franklin myers it's going to be important for him to create rush today create pressures draw double teams, force the Patriots to focus on him and stopping him so that you start to see Quinn and Williams take off, you start to see other guys on that defensive line have games. And there's actually a article in the Post on Jonathan Franklin Myers and a little interview with him, get to know him a little bit more. Interesting guy, good dude. And really, really good player. Nice nice guy to root for, for sure. So I'm hoping that he's able to build off of what he did last week, coming into this week, make an impact versus the Pats, and, I mean, heck, maybe maybe turn this defense into something we didn't think they were going to be able to be when we are watching that first half last week. Who knows? I mean, it's a long way to go, but today, today is going to go a long ways in what this season is going to be for the New York Jets. If the offense is able to run the ball, if this offensive line can move the ball on the ground, and Zach Wilson is able to get the ball out quick and decisively, like he says that he wants to, and like this offense wants him to, I think that the Jets are going to be able to put up some points. I don't know if that's... 30 points, I wouldn't say that, but they're going to be able to move the ball, and they're going to be able to actually put together drives unlike last week and sustain drives, not just one big drive that leads to a touchdown and then three and out, three and out, three and out, touchdown drive. I think you're going to see the Jets' offense look significantly more well-oiled, ready to go, prepared today. On defense, it really will come down to how much pressure the front seven and, most importantly, that defensive line is going to be able to get on Mac Jones. The more pressure you put on Mac, the more, I mean, honestly, just angst that he's going to be experiencing in that pocket, which is something he really hasn't experienced his entire or at least his last two or three years playing football. You have to put that pressure on him and force him to make decisions in high leverage, big pressure moments. You need to force a rookie quarterback to do things like that because then you help out your secondary and you know what? Maybe you have Marcus May have himself a nice big old game today. I think that's something you could look for when this defensive line shows up. I think they're going to get the job done. I think that offense is going to move the ju- the ball today. And I think with the fans back at Jet Life Stadium for the first time since December of 2019, the New York Jets are able to beat the New England Patriots 24-6. Teen. Mark it in the books, people It's a new season It's a new era It's a new day And after a tough first game in Carolina What better way To get the first win Of the Robert Sala Zach Wilson era Than to beat old Billy Belichick At Jet Life And get the Jets back to 1-1 one and get the Pats to own two for the first time since Tom, since before Tom Brady was there. I mean, ooh, that's something I want. The crowd's gonna be hyped. The crowd's gonna be packed. It's gonna be a sellout today. If you are going to the game, please stay safe. Get there a little early. If you know, if you want to make sure you're there for kickoff, make sure you're at the gates waiting to get in or going in at least an hour before the game. It's gonna be wild out there, but. Don't limit yourself from having fun. Make sure you slam a couple broskies in that parking lot. Destroy a couple dogs, maybe a burger or two, a cheeseburger. I mean, I'm not not against a cheeseburger myself. Do what you got to do in that parking lot and make sure you are in that stadium making noise today because as our guy Zach Wilson said, I think it'll be a great challenge for me. Today is going to be a great challenge for this team. It's going to be a great challenge for Zach Wilson. And as a fan base, let's have some fun. Let's embrace these guys, and let's give them that push they need to knock off a Billy Belichick, New England Patriots team, week two. Send them to 0-2 to start the year for the first time in over 20 seasons. Let's get it done. Let's go. I'm Big Zoo. I'll talk to you after the game. You can hit me up during the game with your thoughts on what's going on, what you see, your perspective. Hey, if you're at the stadium, send me a picture. At ZooBeard77 on the Twitter. Make sure to hook us up with a five-star favorite and a subscription on whichever whichever platform you're listening to, whether that be Apple, Spotify, or Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. And I will catch y'all after the game. Let's go Jets. Oh, baby. Let's do it. Peace.